0: Hello and welcome to this episode in the middle of Easter week. I'm Shari Reynolds, thank you so much for joining me. I went down a rabbit hole this morning in reading my scriptures and I just had to share. And reading in Omni chapter 1, starting at about verse 10, read to about 15 and you'll see what I'm talking about. Behold, it came to pass that Mosiah discovered that the people of Zarahemla came out from Jerusalem at the time that Zedekiah, king of Judah, was carried away captive into Babylon. And they journeyed in the wilderness and were brought by the hand of the Lord across the great waters into the land where Mosiah discovered them, and they dwelt there from that time forth. So they came across the waters, these people who also came out of Jerusalem, just like Lehi came out of Jerusalem, they came across the great waters and it's almost like it's a, well it is actually like a small world moment that we experience in the church when we are in some unforeseeable moment in our life and we come across someone else that we have amazing connections and everyone knows each other from other connections and yet you're just meeting this person for the first time and those are what we call coincidences or small world moments and this happens right here in the Book of Mormon and to me this is where the Book of Mormon truly connects with the Bible and then to take it even further I was reading some scholarly journal articles by professors of religion of ancient scripture at Brigham Young University I began to go down that rabbit hole and I thought here are these men who have devoted their lives in studying these connections and studying ancient scripture and histories of the prophets and and the the culture and the kings at the time they put they've put their entire lives into this and here it was just joseph smith who at the age of 14 went and kneeled before our father and our savior and asked which church to join and then it was soon after that that he was led to the plates And then he was in the middle of all of this, poor and trying to help his family make ends meet. And he was trying to find work. And he was not a scholarly religion professor of ancient scripture. To me, This is a testament from my heart that the Book of Mormon is true because for him to say that Mulek, the son of Zedekiah, who was a king at the time, and Lehi, who lived in Jerusalem, listened to the prophet Jeremiah out of the Old Testament at the time and said, we need to get out of here. That connection So people from Jerusalem left and came across the deep waters. And then they met up. They found each other, the people of Zarahemla. And then they named Mosiah to be their king. And then from Mosiah became King Benjamin. How could an obscure boy of 14 to 25 connect all of that, and put ancient prophets together with a story in the Americas. To me, it, it was such an aha moment and my heart was bursting as I was reading these things. So one of the articles that I also read was in an ensign from 1988, it's called Jerusalem at the time of Lehi and Jeremiah. Put things in very easy words and, and easy to understand and reading this about Jerusalem and, and that it was destroyed and captured by Babylon and I hope that I'm I'm saying all of these pieces correctly but the point that I'm trying to say is that Jeremiah the prophet he prophesied that that great city would be destroyed and there were false prophets at the time and people wanted to listen to the prophets who were telling them that it was okay to do what you're doing because we're going to have peace anyway. Who wanted to listen to Jeremiah who was saying that you are going to be destroyed if you don't repent from all the good times you're having. The good times were their wickedness I am so grateful to Lehi who listened and so he had these sons Laman and Lemuel who chose to listen to the false prophets and they had a difficult time believing their father Lehi why should we leave our, our home and our riches why should we trust you but Lehi abandoned the doomed city of Jerusalem in the first year of Zedekiah's 11 year reign. That single year of adversity had seen three different kings rule the land of Judah. So what exactly led to the fiery, just fiery destruction of Jerusalem? In this article it says, Jeremiah tells us that the inhabitants had become so sensual and materialistic that they had lost all sense of divine values. He quotes Jeremiah 4.22 They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. They were so preoccupied with their sensuality and it was matched by their covetousness and dishonesty. And Jeremiah lamented, he says, From the least of them, even the greatest of them, Everyone is given to covetousness and from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. So he was referring to the false prophets as prophets very simply at that time. He challenged anyone who doubted him to search the streets and see if there was anyone who would, who would follow Jeremiah. He says, One speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in his heart he lieth in wait. Lieth in wait for what? Their weakness so that they can prey upon it or leave their home so they can rob from it. They coveted each other's wives. And so reading this about their sensuality and their materialism, how they were worshiping these things. It is not too far different from the world that we live in now. As covetous, dishonest, and adulterous as that generation was, it's not too far off from the generation we live in currently. So of course, it was difficult for Laman and Lemuel to follow Jeremiah and the, and their father when everybody around them seemed seem to be having a really good time in their wickedness. And so here we have a prophet today that is like the prophets from from on down to Joseph Smith and and then previously to that throughout the ancient and history and generations of time, the prophets, have all said the same thing. Repent. Repent. Come unto Christ. Seek out your salvation to return and, and go home to our Father, who, our Creator, our, our Savior. The, those prophets, those righteous prophets, you know that they are righteous prophets because that is what they tell us. You will not ever hear that it's okay for you to call evil good and good evil. The fact that God raised up many prophets at the time of of Lehi teaches an important lesson for us today. Just as God raised up many prophets in Lehi's day, God has also raised up. Our prophets, the Quorum of the Twelve, the First Presidency, to help us. These these prophets help us navigate our period of time and help us navigate through our chaos. So, referring to the calling of Israel as a prophet in the world of Jerusalem and Dramatis Personae, the world of Lehi, 700 to 562 BC glimpses of Lehi's Jerusalem these are scholars of ancient scripture and again I had this amazing aha moment that Joseph Smith was not an ancient scholar of he was not a scholar of ancient scripture But he had his Father in heaven and he had the Spirit who guided his writing and translation from ancient prophets. And in Omni 1.26, always the prophets will declare this, and now my beloved brethren, I would that ye should come unto Christ who is the Holy One of Israel and partake of his salvation and the power of his redemption. Yea, come unto him and offer your whole souls as an offering unto him and continue in in fasting and, and praying and endure to the end. And as the Lord liveth, ye will be saved. That... Scripture are words that contains words that all righteousness, all prophets, true prophets of our Heavenly Father will declare to offer our whole souls unto Him. And as the Lord liveth, ye will be saved. Partake of His salvation and the power of His redemption. Yea, come unto Him. And so this this very week in 1989 oh I'm sorry 1990 this very week my beloved Grandma Brockbank died. And instead of giving me a bridal shower mm-hmm. from all of my aunts and cousins that live in Utah, it ended up being her funeral that day. And I was thinking about this as I was thinking about coming unto Christ and what led me to be right here, right now? Doing a podcast, declaring testimony. And I think about Grandma Brockbank. I miss her so much. And I think about choices that we make, those of us who choose not to come unto Christ. And I think about just my conversation last night with my teenage girls. I explained to them that every single decision that you make right now will affect your future and not only will it affect your future it will affect your children and your children's children the decisions that you make today has a rippling effect and they laughed and they and Georgia picked up a spoon and dropped it on the ground. And even this, even this decision to drop the spoon on the ground, and they mocked and they laughed. And they teased me. But I know that as I have watched within my own family members, very, very close to me, as I have watched and I have taken very seriously the actions and choices of their lives, I knew what I wanted to be, and I knew who I wanted to be like. I wanted to follow the prophet, and I wanted to be like Grandma Brockbank. And so on her funeral day, which was supposed to be my bridal shower, my aunts gathered around outside her home the funeral and they handed me the gifts that they were going to give me for the bridal shower that day and I I stood there on the lawn as everybody was beginning to leave but my aunts and some of my cousins were gathered around me watching me open up my bridal shower gifts and I received all of my temple clothing my robes and I received garments and the the thing that I cherished the very most was that my aunts Especially my Aunt Francie parted with something that was so precious. And it was Grandma Brockbank's apron, her apron from the temple. And I have that and I cherish that. And as I wear it and hold it in my hands, I think about her goodness. And even though I wasn't raised around her, the choices that she made rippled into my life, 800 miles away. And the few times that she had the ability to come and visit us in California, there was such a beautiful presence about her. And I've said this before, but when she died, my mother said of her, former mother-in-law she never wavered and that stayed with me and I knew that that is the one thing I wanted my children to say about me. Mom never wavered I follow the prophet I love the Book of Mormon I know that Joseph Smith was divinely appointed in that he brought forth the Book of Mormon, an obscure farm boy. I don't care what anyone says about the history of the early Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I know that it is true. And I stand by it and I will follow true prophets And I will continue forward declaring testimony of this very thing. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Coaching Chaos. I hope you have a wonderful week thinking about our Savior and looking forward to general conference and listening to our prophets. See you next time.